All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spending the one and twos. 877-37-GRIND. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. All right. All right, so... Um, Coming into the final hour, so we pretty much have touched on and covered every NBA action from last night. We looked at pretty much laid out what's on the docket tonight. Should be another interesting night of NBA action going on. Uh, but let's transition a little bit into some of the football news and uh, really some NFL news as we're pretty much, like I said, in the top of the hour. We're only a, a week and a day away uh, from going into the draft uh, next week. Uh, some of the stories coming out in the NFL, and I told you, as close as we get to this, you'll start getting a little bit more rumors, and this is going on. Well, according to Von Miller, and Von is one of these guys that in the last few years, he's kind of been one of those that have kind of like, hey, man, I'm connected. Guys come to me. They want this. Now, according to Von Miller, Hop, which is a DeAndre Hopkins, he has told him that, hey, he wants to go to the Bills. Now, of course, now it's a situation where he's still the property of the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I think, you know, Hopkins is one of those things that I put in the category of that could shake out of the tree come draft week or on draft day. Uh, but Vaughn has put it out there that he's been told that Hop wants to come play in Buffalo. There's probably quite a few receivers that want to go play with Josh Allen. And speaking of Josh Allen. Josh Allen opened up and came clean in regards to his style of play. He was pretty much paraphrasing for you, saying that, hey, you know, um, you know, he said he's pretty much spent the offseason trying to get some R&R, rest up the body, this and going on. But he said that, hey, you know, the style of a play that I play in, he just said that, hey, I'm getting older. And I'm thinking like, dude, you're 26. But he's thinking, you know, long term, he just said, I'm not going to be able to play this style forever. He goes, I need to really basically look at that. He goes, there's going to be a difference. He goes, sometimes when I'm running, you know, but instead of trying to get that extra two or three yards, just get the first down, live the fight another day. You know, things of the line. He's really reflecting. And the one thing that stood out to me more about his talk is really talking about his turnovers in the red zone. So I can tell that he's been talked to. The coaching staff has talked to him in regard, hey, some of the things, every, regardless if you are an MVP candidate or you're somebody on Josh Allen's level and the National Football League, people go and they will sell you before you leave in the offseason, these are things we need to work on. Everybody goes through it. I can tell the other way Josh Allen was talking to him, then I was basically looking at it as like, hey, you know, somebody's talked to him about the turnovers because when he's talking about, Hey man, you know, sometimes when I'm trying to squeeze in that ball, you know, interceptions puts our team in a tough spot. He's really starting to get into that zone where I think now he's got to, you know, even more of the, the game to me. I mean, again, remember going into his third year, everybody was trying to doubt that pick. Like, I don't know, you know, really pretty much not, excuse me. After his first year, people were like, I don't know. Then the second year was shaky. That third year is when he just kind of bam exploded. So to me, I don't think he's still yet to the point where the game is slowed down for him. But when you start talking like that and you know that you've been coaching, your coach says, hey, Josh, we got to work on this. Like, hey, man, you're going to have to run. And he was out. Like, Anybody talk to you about the run? No, not really. Not yet. This is just the thing. But eventually, well, no, it comes down to they will. And they have. And the truth of it is, I've been saying that. Y'all know how I feel about without a running game or where I stand with Buffalo. But hearing Josh Allen talking like that, he's been talked to and he's starting to get it. My whole deal is like, you ain't getting no, I mean, you're only 26, but why wait? I mean, start doing that stuff now. 
I mean, you take he takes too many unnecessary hits. But I thought that was very interesting to hear him say that for the most part. Well, I don't think he's going to wait. I think that, again, we talked about this the other day. First, you have to recognize you have an issue. Yeah. And I think that now by him stating, you know, I, I've, been a, I've been an athlete first, a quarterback second. At some point, that has to change. I think I think that's what he's ready for and gearing for. When you talk about, you know, well, they can they can get anybody. You put Derrick Henry behind there. Eventually, the play calling has to change. Josh Allen has to hand the ball off. I think what we're hearing out of Buffalo now is those th- are those things that they're 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 cognizant of what it is that has been their downfall the last few years. Josh Allen understanding now. Okay, he's elevated his play to another level as a quarterback. Um, and his team needs him to be healthy. I mean, you could even look at the postseason and say, well, part of that was also his health coming down the stretch too. You know, so him needing to change. And I, I think the, I, the, the tune we're hearing from the Buffalo is officially what you've been looking for. I think you just got to give him a chance to get to the season to do it because you can talk all, all off season. Well, no, I get but it. But once you put step on that gridiron, then it's no. going to be up to Dorsey to call the plays appropriately. It's going to be up to Allen to go ahead and um, and and you know not audible out of it or or, or improvise on his own. And then it's going to be on McDermott to hold uh, Dorsey and Allen both accountable to their changes. Well, first of all, I'm going by everything he said. He's talking future tense. And the truth of the matter, let let me finish. No, he never said anything about this upcoming season. I read the article, and the bottom line is all he's talking about is things that eventually he's going to have to work on. Okay? He's only 26 years old. It's a difference. This is the reason I'm pushing back on you, because it's a difference when you're talking about a quarterback that is going to be 37 years old or 36 years old saying, hey, man, you know, honestly, I can't play the way I used to. The bottom line is when you're 26 years old, you still are programmed that you're bulletproof, whether you're in football or even life when you're 26 years old. Josh, everything in that article, I read it. Everything in that article is talking few. You're assuming that basically, hey, man, Cal, he, he's a no. What he's talking about is saying that eventually i got to do this. If you're talking about things you're working on for sure next season, you're going to sit there and say, hey, man, I've been working on next season. This is what we got to do. I'm talking about his verbiage because he can sit there and talk about it, but he's saying, hey, someday. He's only 26. So the reality is I'm not saying he's not going to do it now, but there's nothing in that article that says that this is something that he's going to start doing now. You're assuming basically like, hey, Cal, and first of all, it's not really about – you know, in regards to the, the they haven't really done anything that addressed what I've been talking about. That ain't going to be addressed until you see it on the field. There is nothing getting running backs just because you go grab Cook out of Georgia, just because you go in rumor to get Derrick Henry. That doesn't mean all of a sudden you're going to be a running team. It has to be in your philosophy and in day bowl at Buffalo and basically the, the uh, Dorsey right now. None of them have had commitments to running the ball. It is a it is a organizational on the head coach culture that they rely that they've got a pretty much what you want to call them a generational talent, a top quarterback that is big and strong and mobile that can take hits. That's not a Tua that sometimes you get comfortable with that. And that is what that whole organization. I don't care. Dable didn't do it. And you saw what he did with Shaquan Barkley and the Giants, okay? So that's why I know it's a culture issue down in Buffalo. It doesn't matter who they sign. It doesn't matter Dorsey or Dable ain't committed to run, and that's why their ass has gone home for two years straight for that reason. So what Josh Allen is talking about is not a guy that's committed to change now. He's saying that, hey, I basically possibly someday I've got to eventually change that. 
And that is not, that's something that's going to happen to me personally. That's not something that's going to be able to happen in just one season. He's going to have to get, he's developed habits ever since from being Wyoming. He, they weren't on TV that much, but I've seen him play a few times with as Wyoming. From that point on to basically going now, it is in his DNA and his blood to see it is second and six. I'm going to run over this guy. I want to get the. I don't want to take the slide. I don't want to run the ball around. That just ain't going to go overnight, man. When you're 35, if this is Josh Allen doing an interview and he's 36 instead of 26, yeah, his body's telling him, bro, you got to. And he will listen then. Right now, man, he's still young. He's still Teflon. He's got to condition his mind like, no, this is what I'm doing now. It's no different than guys that want to learn how to, you know, throw from the pocket or they want to sit there and do it. That stuff is that stuff takes time. And you got to really be 100 percent committed. I'm not going to see 100 percent committed till I really see a factor where he is not taking off as much unless he really has to. I think you're going to see the, those steps because, like you said, you know, and I'm glad you did that. It's not overnight change. I think we're going to see his habits start to change this season. We'll I'm just going to—I'm going to be here and give them the chance to do so. Well, no, I'm going to give them the chance to do so also. But I'm just telling you that. Not, what are, I mean, how long we've we been waiting? I mean, it's two years, and they—they they play the same way offensively. That's why I said Hopkins. Uh, it don't matter. They—they are—they the teams they got to go through. Kansas City. The Bengals who sent them home last year that everybody thought we were deadlocked for the rematch. Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen part deux. No. Cincinnati came in. Every The teams they got to go through, Cincinnati, Kansas City, you know, depending on, you know, even in their division. You know, Miami's going to get better. If Tua can say, they are one-dimensional offensively. They have one of the top quarterbacks in the league, and they are one of the most one-dimensional offenses in the National Football League, period. 877-37-GRIND. And that's the reason why I know he might be one of those surprise firings next year if they don't get to the Super Bowl. Not meaning he's a bad coach. It's just, hey, man, look, we've got to do some change here. Because the way we play, the way Josh Allen plays, we'll be going home to Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or whoever else to years to come. Like I said, Dan Marino got to one of them at least his rookie year. Josh won't even sniff one unless they get a guy. They need a running back that basically – I know yards are you know, judged different these days and times. It's a passing lead, yada, yada, yada. But they need backs. They need a back to be like right around that 1,500-yard mark for the season. In yards rushing, thirteen to fifteen hundred yards. If they really going to be that committed to go and run, Josh. Every two years, Josh has almost damn near been their leading rusher. You cannot win when your quarterback is almost the leading rusher on your team running the ball. Period. They like that is commitment to run. That's just what it is. Eight seven seven three seven grind. Also speaking of quarterbacks, uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff says that, hey, man, I'm not buying into any favorites to win the NFC North. You know, they are the betting favorite out in the desert to win the North. I told you last year, I thought that, I mean, that's not a shocker. I mean, the way they ended the season, if you look at the landscape of eventually this Aaron Rodgers deal is going to get done, we think. Um, Also, you have the reality of, you know, 
Minnesota, you know, people know who everybody knows how people feel about Kirk Cousins and their situation and the Bears. Now, I think the Bears are going to be, a, you know, first of all, away with their picks, the money they've had this offseason, how many picks they got this draft. I think the Bears are going to be off jump a more competitive team than they were last year. OK, um, I think that pretty much, you know. Fields will be more comfortable in year two in this system. So they're, but they're still probably maybe not be ready to dethrone Detroit, to take over Detroit, I think, or be favored over Detroit, as I should say, because Detroit ain't holding nothing right now to dethrone any damn way. But I do believe that the line, so I hear golf talking, I hear him saying, but that's just trying to dumb down expectations. But you can't run from expectations. I mean, Detroit's going to have expectations this year. I mean, Campbell's done a good job to change the culture. Uh, you know, Detroit has a stigma of losing and losing. It goes back to coaches and coaches and decades. Um, it takes time. This is also a franchise that is one of the three franchises that own a record for going winless in a regular season. It's It's been a tough – I mean, Campbell was up against it, and I think he's pretty much – not gone over the hump, yeah, but he's knocking. It's right there, and right there is to get Detroit back in the playoffs, and also as the as the NFC because the first goal for them has to be to be NFC North champions. And right now they are the betting favorites out there to go ahead and win uh, the NFC North. Eight seven seven three seven grind. Also, what else do we have here? Um, also, and I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on this. Supposedly. Craig Newsom, the third quarterback for Cleveland, is upset because there's rumors out there that he requested a trade. Now, I'm asking you, since you, I mean, you're you're connected into the Browns, do we believe him? Because you know, one thing I don't like is is again, I don't like guys who want certain things, but then when it gets out, they don't want to be the villain. They don't want to be the bad guy. They're not built for that. They're not whole for that. So to me, the reason why, because I want to ask you, do you believe him when he says that he has a request? Because he kind of went a little over. I love Clay. I want to be a Brown. I love Clay. But okay, but I've even been hearing about over the course of, of months now, possibly trades with this guy being moved out or requesting a trade or unhappy or whatever. Well, he was mentioned in like Jerry Judy stuff in, in terms right. of in terms of the Broncos were asking for. Right. Not that the Browns were offering. Because if the Browns mm. were offering Greg Newsom, you might have seen Jerry Judy and, and, and a player swap. Yeah. Um so I don't I don't think that. And I do believe him. Um he he which just went through an agent change. Right. And you know, he so he's he's upgraded in terms to Drew Rosenhaus. Um, I think that when you look at his play and, and you have the opportunity to play there with Denzel Ward and, and Newsom's done a great job coming out of Northwestern. Um, I, I do believe that, you know, there was a, maybe a report, maybe somebody heard something, you know, uh, Uncle Dennis, you know, everybody knows what Uncle Dennis and Kawhi were thinking down here. So I, I think that you ha- in the area up there, you have those two. Uh, the players are very accessible. Somebody might have thought something, that they heard something, a report comes out, and he just says, nah. Now, I would say, too, that as even, even from putting on my fan hat and any casual football observer could see Joe Woods' defense wasn't conducive. It put a lot of stress on corners. Um, the defense got toasted a lot. And so if there was any remarks about him feeling comfortable or his place in that defense – that what it could have been stemming from Woods, and now that you have now now that you're it's getting to meet with your coaches during voluntary workouts, hmm. and he and he even said to the media, "I got to talk, sit down and talk with Schwartz now. Bro. Now I understand a little bit of what their what his plan is for me 
in this offense. I, you know, it, defense, but you oh, defense, sorry, yeah. yeah. And so if if it was his old agent potentially shipping, uh, trying to ship him around or te- put out feelers to other teams, and then that's why you fire your agent, he says it's personal reasons, and he's leaving it at that. He said, I, I, I swapped agents for a reason. Uh, it's business, and now he's got Rosenhaus. Rosenhaus has come out and, and is echoing exactly what Newsom's saying. Man, there's just certain industries that get away from them. They're almost threatening to run a monopoly. I mean, and I, you know me. I've told this story forever. I've always wanted it. When I grew up, I thought I was going to be an agent. But Drew Rhodes at house is like, damn. I mean, how many damn big-time players can you add under your umbrella at one time? But um, we'll see. I mean, and, and I don't, I'm still – I don't know how I feel about that Swartz hire either way. I, I got to see it first. I'm not – it doesn't really jump out at me. I mean, I think there was probably, you know, other candidates that if Cleveland, if you really felt like, hey, we need to really – uh, we need a culture change on defense. Maybe we got talent over here. We just need a system change. Uh, I don't know. Swartz is, and again, now keep in mind, with all due respect, Swartz was the defensive coordinator the year the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. But, however, you know, that's just and he was my a thoughts. special we'll assistant last year. Well, there you go. You listen to the Sports Grind, 877-37-GRIND. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 877-37-GRIND is your number. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. All right, they come in different flavors, or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Crime. All right, we kind of like today on the uh, Facebook interaction, at least kind of what I can see, but I know Frank Valdez check in. A couple things. I know I can um, 
message says XFL is better. I'm assuming Frank was talking about when we were talking in the first hour about the instant replay. When I went on the rant about the NBA, which has awful, awful, I think the worst replay system there is in sports. So I'm assuming that's kind of what Frank was talking about. And I just feel like eventually you would think that they would change that. But, you know, what what do I know? But I just feel there's no way a coach would have to decide you know, basically, do I let a player pick up his third foul in the second quarter or do I need to change this, you know, save this challenge till we get to the fourth? Because most people tell you a basketball game, no, most people feel like it's decided in the last three or four minutes of a game anyway. So that's kind of where I think Frank was responding to that. But a couple other NFL things before we got into one college note, too, I wanted to get out. Well, first of all, I've had this. I haven't had my take on this for a while, but this is kind of old news because over the weekend or early this week, really toward the end of last week, Sarkeesian went ahead and named, you know, a starting quarterback. Ewers. You know, everybody knows the big buzz that they won the sweepstakes for little Archie, old Manny. Um... To me, there's two things the way I look at this, if this is going to be believable, okay, or why this is so necessary. I mean, technically, we haven't even really started spring football quite yet. It's about to get going. You know, spring practices and everything. I know they've had some inter-squad scrimmages over the last week or two, some programs, but we're really about to get into spring ball. So to me, to before we even are dived all the way into spring ball, knowing that you had a high-profile recruit in Archie Manning, and due to the fact that we understand what your resume is, I just think it's a little bit odd that you would go ahead this quickly and name a starting quarterback. And especially where Sark comes from. I mean, you know, where he where his stint was at before he got to UT, speaking of Alabama. Um, I don't I don't see the purpose of this. And I don't know if I really believe it. Because the reality of it is, is that it's going to depend on really what was told to Archie in the recruiting process. You know, we knew the one big thing was he wanted to play in the SEC. We knew that. Um, and Texas is going to the SEC a year earlier than scheduled. They got their way. But reality of it is we don't know what was promised to him in regards to because most of the obvious you would think is we're going to offer you an opportunity to, to compete to start. And if that's the case, you can't tell me a competition has taken place, a legit competition that would, in my opinion, warrant you naming Ewers the starting quarterback before spring ball even gets up all the way running. Go ahead. Well, in the orange and white game, uh, you know, Ewers did have the better performance, and Arch arguably had the third best. Uh, Murphy did a little better too, performance-wise. Uh, but Sark said, "I think it's pretty." You know, he's quoted, "I think it's pretty clear to say that Quinn's our starting quarterback, and we feel very good about that." When asked after the game, though, about the pecking order, um, he said, "The beauty of this is I don't have to establish a pecking order right now. We have another 29 practices to go in fall camp." Sometimes we can rush to judgment on where guys are at. Well, so he it sounds uh, like he's towing the line still and uh, giving himself some room to back up. Okay. Well, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Um the other point I was going to get to with this is my second I mean that's one way I look at it. the other way the only way that I really feel this is believable 
is the fact that if this is something and if you look at it, the, what are the Mannings about? They're all about, about process and preparation. If this is something that Archie and Cooper and the Manning family is cool with, they want Archie to be brought along slowly. They want him to maybe, you know, I don't know, red shirt his freshman year, whatever. I don't know. All I'm saying is when you have a quarterback that's probably the top-rated quarterback or the second-rated quarterback in his class recruit-wise, I think he was like the fourth or fifth-ranked overall recruit in general out of all recruits for that particular class. But arguably, he's one of the top, if not top, the second-top quarterback. You're going to get a lot of recruits and a lot of coaches and, and recruiters on the trail that are going to promise these type of players the guys that got hunt that come home and they got hundreds of mail from Michigan all this these type of guys some uh, teams across programs across the country they're promising these guys hey you're going to have a chance to start you're going to have to you're doing something to win the recruiting war you're telling them something so to me this is one of those situations that if this is true I, look, I'm not telling you that, you know, we go through spring brawl. We go through about to kick off in August. There's practice. You know, we're two weeks away, three weeks away from the start of the season. Even if we're at the end of July, even in the month of July, maybe. But we're in April, the middle of April, about to be May. To come out that quickly from a kid that was high, you know, recruited as high and just sit there and say, hey, automatically we know Ures. I mean, I get what Sark is doing, and I'm not saying that Ures, it's not like Ures is chopped liver. I mean, he, he didn't play that good in that last, in that Valero Bowl. I know that. It looked horrible. But reality of it is if you're talking about the kid that showed up against Alabama before he got hurt, okay, I get it. But the reality of it is, unless you are pretty much trying to kiss, at, this is my point I'm getting to, whether you're trying to kiss ass to yours or you're trying to basically make him feel comfortable because everybody in Austin Everybody is Austin is excited and been talking about Archie coming and you're trying to play the psyche game like, hey, man, we still care about your ears. Don't underestimate that being the factor of this. Because unless the Mannings and Cooper decided like, hey, man, we want it, We want them to develop slow. No need to rush anything. And I'm telling you, that might be the case. And maybe that's the reason why Sark is coming. Like, hey, man, Urs is the starter because he already knows that, hey, there's no rush for you to play. I don't have to pressure you to get you on the fresh on the field. But most of these kids that are at this level or recruited on that level, there's coaches out there that are promising they're going to have a legit chance to start. And my whole point of this is that if you name yours the starting quarterback going in with a kid like Archie that you've been trying to recruit for the last two years and you're doing it, I don't know, what's the day, April the 19th or April, uh, yeah, April 19th, one day away from 420, right? Yeah. You can't tell me that's legit. You can't tell me that's a that, that's a legit assessment or a quarterback comp or you or let me just rephrase let me let me articulate it this way you can't tell me that Archie basically got every opportunity based off of one you know orange and white game or whatever they call it in Austin based off of that you can't tell me that not in April that's more to me kissing oars is that trying to make him feel okay and not left out and that's the society we're in right now. Is it potentially a little more of a wake-up call or a um, you just knock on Arch's door to be like, hey, man, you're not quite there. Let, let's see. This is There's no better time than now because it's, it's got next to zero consequence I mean, I would, to say, hey, Arch, you're not as good as our other guy. No. I mean, if you so basically what you're saying is there a possibility this is more of a Jedi mind trick to kind of basically poke him to be like trying to bring him back to Earth like, hey, you're not um, – 
there's ways and like again this is surprising for me and the reason why i've been i mean this is old news i've been trying to get to this take for over a week now but i'm just kind of filling in now it's again it surprises me considering where sark comes from i mean yes he's been at usc university washington huskies i'm talking about where he did his rehab stint at alabama let me tell you something bryce young's about to be the number one overall quarterback in the in the nfl He's minus 11 to 100. Most likely, I think he's the one that should go. Now, things can get screwy. My point is, there's a quarterback battle going on in Tuscaloosa. Who's going to be the guy that's going to take over Bryce Young? And I've seen this before after A.J. McCarron left. I've seen it before when Jalen Hurts transferred. There is no, there is a true competition. Nick waits all the way pretty much till August before he even, even if it's that close, especially if, if he has a guy that's exited out. Okay. Mac Jones get drafted by the league. Bryce comes in. Bryce wasn't sit there. He had an NIL deal. He had a, he didn't basically sit there in April and name Bryce Young the starter. He didn't even do that with Tua. So what I'm saying is that's the reason why now your your thought process is saying that is this mind games? Is this chess to put? Maybe. But the thing is, I will still be surprised because Nick don't have to do that publicly. You do that internally. You set a culture internally. This is about kissing Ewers ass, dude. The dudes won state titles in Texas and you got the big, bad Cooper, AK son, Archie coming in and the whole Austin state capital. Everybody alumni is excited in the pants for this dude, Archie coming and they think they're getting back and you got to coddle Ewers. Be like, hey, man, you, you, you're our star. Come on, man. I know you get fourth place. We got a trophy for you. That's what this is about, man. He was recruited by Georgia. The list goes on, and you can't tell me that 95% of those recruits, that the visits that he actually took, remember, Austin, UT paid over a million dollars in his recruiting trip weekend total visit. Now, there was other kids on this trip. There was other kids. They hosted a bunch of kids, but shockingly, they spent seven figures on the weekend or the week that they're recruiting Archie, Okay. You can't tell me that basically those other schools that were after art, you can't tell me that they're not telling him you're going to have an opportunity to start unless the Mannings want it this way. Unless the Mannings want it this way. That's all I'm basically saying. That's all I'm saying. But I tell you right now, it all I'm, the point of this segment is that you can't tell me. I don't care how bad he looked in the orange and white game. I don't care if he's third on the depth chart. At the end of the day, man, you you get even if the plan is to go with yours, even if that was a plan, there is no reason that is so obvious to come out there and announce, there's no reason to announce that right now. I don't care what the hype is down there. And remember, Sark has not proven us to do a damn thing yet. He shouldn't even have got this job. Just because you went down there with Alabama and stood out and was the offensive coordinator for Nick Saban, this is the university. He hasn't even proven that he's worthy of this job. USC, disaster. University of Washington, disaster. And I used to sit here on these airways and go at it with Salami over Sark. back. I was a big Sark backer back in the day. Sorry, man, that guy's overrated, man. But you like him, go ahead. And look, he's done nothing. So to come out here in April, the ninth, oh, yeah, man. And actually, take it back because this story is like over a week old. So basically go back to like April 5th. 
or more than that when this came out. I just ain't talked to it yet. Come on, man. So technically, let me tell you, I think he said, if I'm not mistaken, he said this before that orange and white game you talk about. Uh, Didn't he? It was following. It was following? Okay. Still not early. Still too early. It's still too early. Unless it was the plan that the Mannings want this. That's all I'm saying. Maybe it's the way they handle things at the 40 Acres because uh, we heard Adrian Peterson talk about that. his interaction yeah. with Mac Brown. That sounds yeah. very similar to yeah, this Yeah, and that good, good, good segue, and that's where I was going. Yeah, Adrian Peterson is being inducted, I guess, to the Texas Sports Athlete Hall of Fame, whatever the hell you call it. Um, and Adrian Peterson doing his speech, his induction speech, had pretty much said, hey, man, don't get mad at me. Um, you got audio on this? Oh, I didn't even know you had audio. So yeah, I'm gonna let. I didn't know we had audio on it, but I'm gonna let Jonas. Uh, let this is Adrian Peterson being inducted to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, and he's talking about being from Texas and where he played school at, a ball at. The more question I get is, why did you go to Oklahoma? Why you leave the state? And I tell him, I said, listen, my uncle played with Priest and Ricky and those guys. They, they were cold. I remember going to watch them play, and I remember sitting outside of the stadium, waiting for my uncle to come out. And I'm looking, I'm like, I'll be back here one day. Like, I was Texas all the way. But for the people that find themselves being mad at me about going to Oklahoma, this is what I'll say. If you're going to be mad at anybody, be mad at Coach Mac Brown. I sit in Coach Brown's office, and I asked him the same thing I asked everyone else. Mac Brown, if I come here, would I have the opportunity to come in and, you know, compete for the starting job? He was like, well, Adrian... You know, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, Cedric Benson, you know, he's coming. He decided to come back for his senior year. So, you know, we're going to be loyal to him and we're going to let him ride it out. But, you know, after that, you know, you can compete for it. I said, okay. I appreciate it. And that was it. I never told him that I wasn't coming. Look, I mean, there you go. And and I, honestly, I didn't need Adrian Peterson telling telling me because I already known it and I've covered that university from far for a while. It was under Mac Brown. It was always a buddy buddy system. It was always like, well, your brother Shipley played here. Come on, I'll give you a scholarship. Sims, oh, your brother played. Come on, no, we don't want RG three. We'll take Sims because his brother played here. So when you say maybe this is something they do down in the acres, maybe, and if that's the case, then that's a booster deal. Then that's ingrained into donors, big donors that are playing fantasy or controlling things behind. And again, and what you just heard from Adrian Peterson, just to prove my point anymore, guys like Adrian Peterson was recruited, you're getting told that you're getting an opportunity to start. That's the reason why naming Ur this early is fishy, is all get out. And I'm going to lay it on the side that they're trying to massage this guy's ego to let him know that he's still the man on campus and then everybody's still going to want to wear mullets. He cut the mullet. Oh, he did finally? Uh-huh. Okay, then there you Part go. of his off-season maturity. Okay. Oh, Archie made him uncomfortable because Archie, you try to clean up because somebody come in town. You got to understand, man. Ewers is a guy that I think won four state titles in Texas. Okay. If you, for most kids, you know, that's the debate how Texas loses so many kids to Louis, LSU, Alabama. But for the most part, if you were a quarterback and you won four titles or three, however many he won in class, whatever state here, it's the mecca to play quarterback. Maybe at U. It's the first of all. It's it, UT is the mecca in the state of Texas to play football. Regardless how down they've been, are they back? They suck. They've been down. That's where you go because it's tradition. Family go. At the end of the day, 
Ewers being the state guy that's won state titles, Texas, everybody knew who Ewers were. That's a guy that you got to stroke the ego a little bit. And that's what he's doing. And what's surprising to me is like you handle this in-house. You handle it. You don't have to. That's why I know it's about misogynist ego. Cause Nick, nobody does that. Kirby's not gonna. Kirby Smart's probably not gonna do that. We ain't even got to that, by the way. They got their rings. My goodness. If you've seen them, and that lets you know, man. I mean, even though professionalism's coming in college, the amount of money that's putting on national championship rings, they troll TS TCU. Go look at it. It's gaudy. But on the side, I think they put the margin, I think 57 or 58 diamonds or something for the margin of the score of victory or something like that, right? Yeah, for the 589 to 188 uh, yard uh, game. Mm, 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 mm. Salty. Petty Murphy for them to do that. That's two in a row for Georgia, man. It's going to be interesting. And, you know, there's reports that, you know, Bennett, some people think Bennett might not even be get drafted. That's amazing. Now, you got some people saying that you'll go like third or fourth round, but you got some people think you might not even get drafted. But speaking of the quarterback they had that pretty much won the national championship for him last year. But, yeah, I've been wanting to get that out, man. That's just like they do crazy stuff down there in Austin, man. I mean, that's just the way it is. But I was like, really? Like, come on, like at least, you know, at least wait. Like, even if it's a situation where, hey, we're going to develop and we're going to register or whatever, you want to get to like later on before you have to come. That screams just trying to like – Calm you down, you know, just calm you down. Um, Josh McD, before we get out, yes, Josh, no, I haven't forgot. Josh is checking at Facebook Live. He said, let's not forget the late Cedric Mensah was top running back in college at the time. Rest in peace. Yeah, no, I get that, Josh Medina, but you saw Adrian Peterson, right? Rest his soul and Cedric Benson. Cedric was no, he wasn't Adrian Peterson, bro. He wasn't. And I ain't talking to Adrian Peterson on the NFL level. I'm talking to Adrian Peterson at OU, Boomer Sooner. He, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't close. I don't, I don't know about close, but he wasn't Adrian Peterson, man. I hear you, though. Rest in peace to the brother, though. All right, man. That is a wrap for today. Special thanks to producer of the show, Jonas Clark. All right. San Antonio, El Paso, Lubbock. Excuse me, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you, hit the snooze button for you out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. 
And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you. Cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.